Tomorrow, in Lund, Sweden, there will be a commemoration, really unlike any other. Lutheran churches throughout the world will pack into the cathedral there to celebrate the Reformation. It will begin a year-long celebration around the globe of the 500th anniversary, which we'll celebrate next year, of Martin Luther displaying the 95 Theses on the church door in Wittenberg, challenging and inviting reform in the church. As Lutherans, we get excited about Reformation. And I'm especially excited this year for the celebration because of one of the guests. Actually, the guest asked to be invited. Pope Francis will be at the commemoration tomorrow. And that is an amazing, amazing event to happen. To have the Pope ask to be a part of the celebration of Reformation. Anticipating his visit in an interview, he was asked, well, what are your hopes? What are your expectations? Why are you going? And this is what he said. The Pope's words. We all feel better when we are close to one another. When we distance ourselves from each other, it harms us. When we distance ourselves from others, we lock ourselves within ourselves. We become isolated monads, incapable of meeting one another. That's when we start living in fear. Instead, we need to learn to transcend our limitations in order to meet others. If we don't do this, we Christians will be harmed by our splits and divisions. My hope is that I will be able to take steps to bring us closer to one another, to come closer to my sisters and brothers living in Sweden. This effort of coming closer, this effort of opening dialogue and being open to God's renewing spirit, present in these words, is something we've been working on hard for generations as churches. In the 60s, John XXIII opened the Second Vatican Council and with that sparked a, a reformation in the larger church. And hard work done over the years led up to things like tomorrow's um, commemoration. Now that isn't to say that everyone's on board with all of this. Or ever even is happy with all of this. There are hardliners in both sides, Lutherans and Catholics, that wish that things could just go back to the way it was. That's sad. Those who continue to hold on to outdated doctrines and wag the finger accusing the other 
of wrongdoings and their need to repent before coming to the table. But today, I'm more excited about the work of the Spirit that has brought people together for historic events. In this morning's gospel, Jesus talks to a group at the temple. Now, I want us to set some context here. He says to the Jews that were gathered, well, over the years, Christians have misused this passage and others in our persecution of our Jewish brothers and sisters, and we have to repent of that. Jesus is not talking about Jewish people here. He is talking about God's people here. For at this point, Jesus is among that Jewish group. And in that group, there were two groups of people. There were those who were believing, those who were trusting, who were open to the work of God's word. And there were those who were so ingrained in traditions that they were unable to see the new work that God was doing in their midst. It's the second group that Jesus, at the tail end, and if you were following in the bulletin, you noticed that I read one more verse than was printed. In that verse, Jesus says, basically, your problem, your struggle, is that you do not have a place in you for the Word of God. Don't have a place in you. That word there is really, you don't have a capacity. You don't, you can't, imagine a coffee cup, right? And you fill that coffee cup to the top and to the brim, and there's literally no more space in that cup. No place in that cup. That's what we're talking about here. And those who were criticizing Jesus at the time, they were holding on to those past traditions. But they forgot the relationship that was based, that those traditions were based upon. That relationship with God. They had ignored that. What is more, they started to distort the truth. They said, we've never been slaves to anyone. Well, guess what? There's a little thing called the Exodus. A big thing called the Exodus. When God led God's people out of slavery in Egypt to the freedom of a promised land. They forgot about the truth of their own history and the ways that God liberated their own lives. What is more, they started to just identify inside themselves. We are the children of Abraham. We're the Lutherans. We're the Catholics. We're this group. And that focusing inward was part of what prevented them to have the capacity to continue in God's Word. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I'll speak for myself, but I think I'm not alone here. Each of us have within us these same traits. We each find ourselves filled to the capacity and no place for God's word. 
Whenever we turn inward, whenever we distort the truth, and whenever we forget that the God's relationship with us is what gives us our identity and not all the other trappings. Reformation, reformation begins with repentance. It begins with acknowledging that we're in that place. God, forgive us. Turning towards God's word to dwell in that word and live in that word, to abide in that word, to continue in that word, to make that word real for us. What is that word? That word is the words that Jesus spoke for sure. It's the words that Jesus spoke about loving your neighbor and loving your enemy. It's the words that Jesus spoke about having mercy and kindness. But it's more than that. It's also dwelling in the word, Jesus, life itself. For the word became flesh and dwelt among us, John's gospel tells us. The word is this life of Jesus, full of compassion and grace and forgiveness that invites us into a new community of disciples to follow. We just handed out Bibles, and that was kind of fun, handing it out together. And we gave Bibles to our third graders. We also gave a little Bible to Adeline. A wonderful thing about giving a Bible to a child is, well, it's a gift. It's, it's, it's kind of special. But if those Bibles are just brought home and put on a shelf and never read, then they will not allow us to get any closer to continuing in God's Word. And what's more, if the Bibles are only read by our children and not by everyone in the community, how will we continue as a community in God's Word? Let us engage. Let us use this opportunity, this celebration of Reformation to enter again into God's story of love and grace and forgiveness, a story that invites our response in tangible ways each day of our lives. Let us look at our own practices and do they contain within them the capacity of holding this love and grace and offering it to others? And if not, then we have to reform them. We have to change those practices that get in the way, that become the barriers and the roadblocks preventing us from participating in what God is doing. As it came through the doors this morning, I shared a prayer that I pray every Reformation. Dear God, Spirit, come, be with this church Change us, Lord. Reshape, reform, renew, resurrect us so that next year on this festival we will be a different people. God, help us to continue in your word. Amen.